Good morning, Braca. Thank you so much for being here. We're super excited to get to interview you. I would love if you could introduce yourself. Sure. Okay, so I'm the author of 41 books that help children's souls to shine. And also one memoir, which is a a candid memoir for adults about my journey to joy. Yeah. Amazing. I would love if you could tell us a little bit more about what your books are about. Yeah. Okay, sure. I I say what they all have in common is that they help children's souls to shine. And in order for souls to shine, you also need a healthy body in order to shine fully. So my background, like I was an undergraduate at Harvard. Even when I was there then, I was taking courses at Harvard's Graduate School of Public Health and Harvard Medical School because I love public health. So even though my life took a real spiritual turn, I was searching for spirituality. That's what was missing. I still love about the mind-body connection. So I put that into my books like like my one of my newest books is Let's Stay Healthy. I wrote this during the pandemic, explaining the why to children about why is it good to eat healthy foods? Why, why is it good to move? Why is exercise important? Why is good hygiene important? Why is sleep important? Because I feel children, they want to know all these things explain it. Just don't say eat your vegetables. You know, they want to know why. So I explain that. I have books on like, let's swim safely. Because again, now that's a book for toddlers because it's so horrible. Unfortunately, how many drownings happen, people don't realize how dangerous it is. So it's a book to teach toddlers. And it also teaches the parents the importance of of guidelines. and. I have books um, about learning disabilities, like children with learning disabilities are like the loneliest children usually. They don't get invited to parties and play dates like other children and stuff. So all these are all things that seem not so spiritual, but to me, it's all part of the same thing of being able to shine fully in life we have to teach children from the very beginning and they love they love these guidelines the messages of of how to live a joyful life i love that what inspired you to write your books well i i try to write the books i wished i had as a child i i always loved picture books so i'm writing picture books those are my favorite books but they're all message books the message is the most important part of the book. And I, I try to give the messages over in a joyful way, like deep messages even, so that if it's explained simply and joyfully, it can be easily absorbed. That's, that's my motivation for writing all these books. I love that. When you're writing your books, who are you thinking of when it comes to who the books are for? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know why, but I, I, I'm telling you, I identify as a six-year-old boy. So that, <laughs> that is who my books are. Um, the main character is usually the six-year-old boy, and it's told through the eyes of this boy, sharing the wisdom that he's learned with other children. Um, so that's who I have in mind. I seem to get right into that headspace. It just comes naturally, and. I still, as an adult, have this sense of wonder and curiosity about the world. I love to learn things, too. So in that way, I'm still very childlike, and I can get into that, into the space of a child's head very naturally. I love that. <laughs> How long have you been writing, and what made you really start? Oh, the first book I wrote, I was... I was sitting outside with my little children. Let's go back even further. When I was in third grade, I wrote this poem that they read in front of like the um, assembly. It was about how a book can take you any place. So I think that was what I felt about books, that you could go back in time, forward in time, around the world, into outer space. A book is so amazing. Yeah, so I, I, I... I wrote my first book when I had little children. They were sitting in the park, in the playground, and I, I brought my, my notebook. And I wrote this book that I had an idea for, but I finally had time to write it because they were all playing. I stuck it in an envelope, hand wrote it, stuck it in an envelope. I was living in Israel and I mailed it to America. Like six weeks later, I got back a letter that the book was accepted. I never wasn't typed up or anything. And it was so exciting that I felt, wow, this is how you write a children's book. So that was the beginning. And um, I, I published like 39 of my books were published all with traditional publishers. And then the 40th book, my youngest children said, you know, authors don't make that much money. The publishing company makes the money. We're going to become the publishers. So they took over now and I'm no longer, they told me, stop sending it to the traditional publishers. We are now publishing your book. So they, my children have become my publishing company for my, for my last two books. Yeah. I love that. What is your schedule like when you are writing a book? <laughs> okay, it doesn't take me long to write a book when, like, let's say, for instance, that let's stay healthy. Somebody called me up during the pandemic, help, I'm desperate, like, my children are eating junk food and, and not exercising and not going to sleep, help, can you write a book explaining to them what, you know, why it's important to do these things? So, so. I said, I'd love to. I just don't exactly know how to do it. So I go to sleep. And then like three days later, when I woke up, I keep next to my bed a pad and pen. When I woke up, like it took about three days for it to germinate. But the idea is to come down. It's like I describe it when I go. I do a lot of like presentations to schools. when. It feels like rain pouring down when it comes. So I, I grab my pen and, and I start scribbling it. And I'm telling you, I had the, the whole book was written that morning. I got it all down. 
And even the title was there. I knew exactly how to do it. And then maybe it took, maybe a, it took a, like a few hours to, um, to um, work on editing work on it. it. Oh, I'm hearing an echo. Work on editing it and getting it right and stuff like that. So, so but, but I feel like I I'm feel kind like of like I'm a vessel. And just absorbing what I need to bring into the world when it comes at the right time. So basically, that's what I did. And I, I catch the raindrops, you know, and then I, I send them out. So then once I send it to the publisher, then, of course, there's back and forth with editing it, further editing. I don't send it out until I feel I got it just right. But then the further editing goes on back and forth. And then once all the words are right, that's when we begin to look for the illustrator. And then there's the back and forth with the illustrator. First, they do drafts and then, you know, OK, and change this. They do it in black and white, in pencil usually first. And, and then um, until that all gets right, that's that's a whole nother process until a whole picture book from beginning to end. It usually takes about a year for it to be born. Yeah. That's amazing. What do you need in your writing space to help you stay focused? Hmm. To stay focused. I just stay focused. I mean, when it's pouring out, it's like, whoa, I can't get the words down fast enough, you know, because it's just coming. So um, that happens really quickly. But let's say I have an idea and I want to just kind of play with it. It's not like it's pouring right out of me, you know? I I love to take it on a trip with me. If I go on a plane or let's say I'm a passenger in a car, I take these notes that need to be played around with for a while because I know like, what will I be doing? Just playing with my phone, staring out the window, whatever. So I play around with it, almost like I'm just playing with a game, rearranging, choosing different words, seeing how it works. I feel like I'm not wasting any time just playing. And I, 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 I do a lot of fixing up of my books that way on trips, because I don't know, somehow the movement just creates more of a sense of flow. And I, I enjoy that. Yeah. What is your favorite writing snack or drink? Let's see. I'm just always drinking water while I'm working. I mean, all the time. And there's water here. Um, I'm not usually eating while I'm creating because um, I, 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 I talk about there's like different levels of pleasure and creativity is when almost the, it's the second highest level of pleasure. When I'm in the zone of creativity, I don't feel like sleeping or eating. It's like such a high that I'm on. I'm not even aware that I'm hungry until I finish the project because I'm so involved in it, you know? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Love that. What type of books do you personally enjoy reading? Oh, definitely picture books. I love when I go to somebody's house right away, I'm drawn. Oh, do you have any picture books for me to look at? I just love them. I get ideas from reading other picture books and it's always been my favorite books. Dr. Seuss was my favorite growing up and it's still, I love rereading them. I find more and more wisdom in Dr. Seuss's books, even as I get older. 
it's written on many levels. And I, I try to write my books that way too. So that an adult reading it, you know, children want to be read the books again and again. So it's got to be interesting for the parents too. put many levels of meaning in the book. So nobody gets bored reading the book. There's always more to discover inside of it. Love that. Are there any books or authors that inspired you to become a writer? Yeah, definitely Dr. Seuss. I loved it. I was so energized and it it, it filled my mind with imagination. I also, I, I tend to draw creatures like Dr. Seuss too. So I know it affected my life so much. And also I'm going to say Anne Frank because my my memoir, the only book I wrote for adults, is really, it's a compilation of my diaries, my journals, my letters. So it's almost like a documentary, and it's really based on the diary of Anne Frank, which also changed my life. I read it when I was turning 12, and I started my own diary at age 12. So my memoir is from the years 12 to 32. It covers... 20 years of transition, major transition in my life. And it's really, it really began from the inspiration of Anne Frank. Amazing. What type of books did you grow up reading? Did you have an all-time favorite? Oh, maybe Take Me to the Zoo. I don't know why. It's Dr. Sue. I don't, it's such a simple book. But the, 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 the images are still in my mind, those polka dots, the way that the animal wanted to be in the zoo. I love that. Those, those bright polka dots, I still, they're so vivid to me. They made life so exciting. Um, I, just, I just love those books. And I still, still get excited when I read them. I, I, right now, believe it or not, I am rereading the diary of Anne Frank right now. I I just discovered it in my daughter's home and I started reading it again. So I, I love, I also recently read Stuart Little and Charlotte's Web again. These were books that filled my childhood up so much and I'm loving appreciating them all over again as an adult. I love that. On the other side of that, as an adult, what are your favorite series, authors, that if something comes out, you're going to automatically grab it? Oh, none. I don't even barely read any adult books. <laughs> I know it sounds so funny, but I'm telling you, I really identify as a six-year-old. I don't know. I just, like, I'm not even interested in reading. It takes so long, and it's just not my thing. I, I love to say things in as few words as possible. So picture books is what I love. Poetry, I love. But I mean, I don't like flowery poetry either. I like very concise poetry. Um, to say things as clearly as possible, like E equals MC squared. Like that tells you so much about the world in one simple equation. That's what that's what thrills me. So I don't really read um adult books. Believe it or not, I got through Harvard. I don't think I read one book. I, I'd i read the beginning and I'd read the end. I'd read a little bit in the middle and I got the gist of it, you know? 
<laughs> it, it's like to me it's a huge waste of time I don't know I'm not into that yeah I love that that's unique <laughs> um, what would you tell someone just starting out with reading again someone who's just starting to read is that what you mean oh reading I mean see I to me it opened up my life I I had a very sheltered childhood. I, my, my only sister was nine years older than me. So I grew up in many ways like an only child and books was my way. I mean, of course I had TV and stuff like that as a child, but the books was like my own personal way to go on adventures. So reading is so wonderful. Reading is important even if a person is very into their devices and stuff like that. It's still an essential part to be able to um, excel at whatever you want to do. Reading is essential to, to empower you in life and be able to make a difference. Amazing. On the other side of that, what would you tell someone just starting to write their own book? Mm, this is really important. When you are writing a book, I want you to know that you can now easily self-publish your own book, but just know that that's just the beginning of the process. Once your book is published, now you have this treasure to share with the world. So you have the rest of your life to, you can call it PR, advertising your book, but I call it sharing and revealing the treasures that are in your book. You have, you have the whole rest of your life to do it. And guess what? There are like an infinite number of ways that you could do it. So just pick your favorite ways to do it. And then again, you'll never waste any time because you'll be totally enjoying the process of letting people know about your book. So Publishing the book is step one. Most people think that's the end. It's the very beginning. And then you really publish your book by letting everybody know about it. And just do it. Do it in the ways that you enjoy the most. You can try different ways and you'll see. Do I enjoy doing this? Do I enjoy doing that? Like I am an introvert. So I love these one-on-one -on -one conversations on a podcast. I love this. But I would not want to be in a shopping center or someplace trying to sell my books. That is so not me. Other people, extroverts, they love going to shows, going to um, places where the lots of people are selling their books. And oh, my goodness, that is so not my style. So pick what you love to do and just have a blast doing it. I love that. What's one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you? About me. People are, <laughs> okay. People are very surprised that I went to Harvard because I don't sound like I'm really intelligent. I'm serious. This is really the funniest thing. I remember, this is such a funny story, but what I used to work in high school. I worked, um, you know, as a cashier in a grocery store. <laughs> so, so the summer before I went away to Harvard, I told the manager, I have to stop working here now because I'm going to Harvard now. And they started, started laughing. laughing. 
Like they were joking around with each other. They go, she thinks she's going to Harvard. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. So funny. Because I, I don't I don't come across as as a person <laughs> that seems particularly intelligent, but that's because I think it's because I have this this childlike way about me, and that's what comes across in my book. So that's just my personality. <laughs> I love it. It's unique. <laughs> Is there anything you would like to say or add? Um, let's see. Okay. There, people might think like writing a book can give you power or wealth or fame. I felt, this is back to Harvard. I felt like I got to the tippy top. I was there with like the most famous people I knew them really well. They were my friends. And I want to say there's really nothing up there. So don't be striving to achieve any of that with your books. And that is not what fills the emptiness inside. It's not power, wealth, or fame. What fills the emptiness inside is joy in life. And how do we develop joy through gratitude? So enjoy what you're doing. Savor the moment, savor the writing process, enjoy writing, and then enjoy publishing your book, letting people know about it. That's really where the pleasure lies. Don't be seeking the fame, the wealth, the power. Be seeking to enjoy what you already have. We have a saying, who is rich? Those who are happy with what they have. That's really what I want to give over to everybody. And that's what I give over in my children's books. The secret to happiness, the secret to how do you fill your life with gratitude from the very beginning of life so you don't have to play catch up the rest of your life like most of us have had to play as adults. Love that. Where's the best place for readers to find your book? I know some readers love signed copies. Is that in it? option and the best place to connect with you oh yes the best place for sure my books are on amazon they're in bookstores but of course the favorite place is on the website created by my children that's getsbookshop.com g-o-e-t-z is how you spell gets getsbookshop.com has presentations it has all my books in one place and you can also download a copy of The Pleasure Ladder, which is a chart about how to live a life of gratitude. So, yeah, I hope that you'll visit there and see all the different books. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We're so grateful we got to interview you. We'll be sure to drop those links in the show notes. And again, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.